1: let's go
2: what's up everyone this is t money aka tyler coming at you for the binge town podcast if you haven't heard any of the podcasts i've been on before this is number three for me and i'm out here just throwing heaters to be (laughs) quite honest and again if you never listen i'm a fan of tv that's up its own ass and i'm also a fan of making lists and (laughs) that's why at the end of the year I listen to this great binge town content and I think, look, let's put an exclamation point on this. Let's get everybody. Well, the people that I know the best in a room (laughs) and let's talk about the top five shows that we have in this year of 2022. So joined on this podcast with me is my BFF, A E A E Jimmy, Jimmy sweats. Let's go. We've got Luke. (laughs) Oh, And last but certainly not least, my girl Kathleen.
3: Hi, everybody.
2: Before we get going, don't forget to like and subscribe. We've got YouTubes, we've got Instagrams, we've got every different type of social media. We got Jimmy sweats on the back end. Just, yeah, let's just do it. crushing the content. These top five lists are gonna give you some nice, some nice fodder for uh yes, for, sir. The, for the gram for Good some clips. stories. Well, look. What we're going to do here is everybody is going to go around. We're going to start by five. We're going to count down. And when we have overlap, we're going to just seed that overlap to whoever has it the lowest on their list. But we're going to talk about each other's top five shows. And then at the tail end, I've got a little surprise for everybody here that we're going to finish up with. First and foremost, I think it goes without saying, even coming back from our Emmys podcast, this was just a stacked year of television. Mm-hmm. There is so much changing and happening in the world of streaming. And there's always things to look at. But like just today, I was looking at the 2023 shows that are coming out. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to watch 50. Anymore. We're book solid. <laughs> so <laughs> so literally. this is a stacked category. So getting it down to five was probably the hardest thing. I was telling them before the before the show that I had 20 that I really liked. I got that down a 12 and then this five was like, was really, uh, I'm leaving some good shows off, but that's the point of this. I want to talk yeah. through, you know, these shows to me really rose above the rest for myself. and I know for everybody, everybody here, they did too. So without further ado, I think what's best is to just get us going. We're going to rev the engines. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with Kathleen to, to lead us off with the number five.
1: And
3: she's a mess over there. Already. All right. <laughs> Okay, me. Okay, sure. So my number five, it could have been anywhere in the five, right? I fucking love this show. I think that covering a show on this podcast, we talk about it all the time. We're over critical, right? Because we're we are absolutely minute by minute. You're fucking, nit- you're nitpicking. We yeah, are yeah, nitpicking. No. So my number five is Amazon Prime's The Boys. Okay, so Good. I wasn't on the season two coverage on Binge Town. Go check it out.
0: And wait, are we stopping each other when they're, when we like
2: this is on my list as well? Me as well. How so is it very different than five? For yes. You? Yeah. I think
3: that we, as everyone will do their five, when you get to the boys, you just add a little flavor and then you get
2: like yeah, Luke give will your, go. Give your spiel and we'll see how far we're, yeah. we'll, we'll see where it is on their yeah. list.
3: So, for it the boys, make my list, listen, I watch a lot of did TV you... shows. So number five is not a diss to be on my list. Um, Every single one of my shows we've covered on the pod. The boys, one of the most in-depth. I had a blast covering it this season. I probably had the most issues with. I, I won't dive into it. Go listen to our coverage. But by the end, I did have some issues. It was such a fucking good season, though. Mm-hmm. The boys crushes. I can't wait for season four. Um, But other than that. Sorry, I just keep dropping everything. Um, other than just this white is really doing it for me. Um, <laughs> other than that, I don't really have much. So, boys, tell me where it falls. Well, yeah. Falls. So first
2: off, so we got number five, the boys season three on Amazon Prime for Kathleen. Doesn't have much to add, so I'm going to ask some questions here. But first. Jimmy sweats, Luke. Are we talking a potential top two show for you two? Yes. For me, well, I mean, we're gonna guessing. so so we're gonna table the boys for right now. And once we get to lower in your list, we're gonna do a little bit more of a deep dive. I'm gonna admit that I'm one of these people that during the pandemic watched the first season of the boys, absolutely loved it, thought they did a great job. Never watched the second season or the third season. Insane. So you're going to so be doing some convincing of your yeah. boy to put some time in, which
4: is life. hilarious because you were the first one to tell me I needed to watch season one.
2: Look, Jim, I'm I'm a I'm a pioneer. I don't necessarily <laughs> need to. <laughs> I don't need to keep going to, to keep that status. I'm really happy. So that, that means
0: you did say that you, you still like season one.
2: Everything you've seen, you like. One of the, I mean, me and my wife both watched it we both loved it i was telling them before and anybody that's uh in a relationship on that listens to this pod will know it's hard to get lined up with your spouse when you guys get when you get connected on a show so the moments in which we have time to watch tv we end up watching like how i met your mother or yeah but 99 and not like oh do you want to watch like this hyper violent <laughs> yeah boys. like yeah. so i i kind of just need to speed past her and that's where i'm at but you know I won't lie there's obviously something that happened in the finale that didn't really trigger me to want to keep going so okay you know we're gonna have to talk about that but you know we're, we're tabling it for now so and I'm just gonna put a little just you know
0: asterisks out there I have a we don't know each other's lists except for Tyler's he, he sent it to us um before we started the podcast but me and Jimmy I've a a really, really strong feeling that we're going to have a very similar list here. Ordering is going to probably different. Yeah, we're going to get
2: some. We're going to get some nuance from each of these. So, Luke, yeah. that's a nice segue for everybody here. What's your number five? So my number five
0: in here, Jimmy, you might have to stop me here, too, is The Last Kingdom season five, which came out in the
4: beginning. Holy of Holy shit. Did you not? Even I think forgot about that? about that because I thought it was technically at the end of the year. So
2: the what last about you, Kathleen? did yeah. you have less? Last... I did not. Have I did not. Last... Last... <laughs> so, so pitch. Yeah. I'm some damn season five. Mm-hmm. If you would ask me what season is The Last Kingdom on, I would have told you it came out this year. I'd, I'd never even heard of it. So don't give me a little
0: bit. So <laughs> The Last Kingdom is one of the shows that we covered on the podcast. And Jimmy actually did a pitch down for us. So that was the show that he got me, Dave, and Brian to watch. And we literally loved the pilot so much that we ended up covering the whole five seasons of it. And um, this show is just like a very well-done show. I, I can't What's remember. it on? Is it it's, on Netflix? It, everything's on Netflix right now, yeah. So the the whole the whole idea behind this show is that it's basically... The ninth century Saxons, Danes, the Viking era. Like it's kind of Game of Thrones, like um historical fiction, but there's not really a lot of sci-fi
2: like fantasy so in there. And for anybody listening, there are gonna be every show we talk about is gonna be spoilers. So just yeah. you know. Be, be forewarned speed through if you're like oh man i haven't seen that season yet you know it, we're coming we're coming hard so what's season five about so season five is actually going
0: to be the last season that comes out for the show but it's going to go the peaky blinders route where there's going to be a movie that comes out next year that's going to close the series out so season five it ends with kind of like a soft close where it can work as a series finale there's still some things left open-ended purposely because they're going to come out with this movie it's been planned for a while now and this show, man, it's it's very Game of Thrones esque, where people aren't safe. They kill main characters, amazing action and gore and and killing and all that. But the the part that really drives me is that they crush the politics. That's stuff I look for in fantasy all the time, like the 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 petty kingdom rising and falling, the the who's. Who's the head of the, you know, Umbria, and who's the yep. head of, yeah, all of these things. Like you grow to love them in five seasons. Amazing character development. And um, one of our boys here, we've actually interviewed him. You can go check out our coverage of, say his name, Alexander. William? Alexander Viam. VM, yes. Also a main character of the Wheel of Time series by Amazon. Great guy, and we actually just talked to him again. So that second coverage does, should be out how soon. Did Jimmy
2: booked these people. Oh, God, this guy, this guy's putting the door. And he me loves us. <laughs> this guy's a sales master.
0: But last thing i'll say on this and we can move on maybe jimmy you can add something if you no, want give me, look
2: i mean this is this is the thing too right for any show to be on your top 5 mm-hmm. it's got to be like you love it right we talked about it. so yes. obviously the politics piece i mean what what's really driving like what's really driving this so time? it's really
0: Honestly, the character development, because the main character is someone who's caught in between the Dane Saxon dispute here. He is a, a child of the Saxons, but he was raised by the Danes, So he's raised in this Viking culture, but with all of these family ties to the to the saxon side so it's about this whole conflict of him going back and forth side to side while vikings are are constantly coming in and we're seeing the the kingdom politics of how england is starting to form and really come together here so it's just amazing to see this main character who's such a loose cannon badass just go from side to side just whatever he's doing it's just so critically important to the to all these politics going on at the same time he's just Absolutely growing and becoming more and more refined because this show covers the span of like I don't know forty years. Yeah,
4: it's a long time because it's
0: based off a, a a completely written um just book series, book series that well received. So it has source material to pull. And from it, yeah, books. it's hor- yeah. it's
4: historical fiction, so that they do go by times in history and try to make it accurate. So they jump, and they're that's the I guess the one bad thing you could say about the Last Kingdom is they don't go the route of the crown. And I would lo- I appreciate that to be co- because I love the actors, but so much time goes by, you would think like the main character should be way older. And in the book series, he is. They're doing some too, work. but they keep They're that. They keep the good look
2: up and some wigs. Yeah,
4: I mean, they gave they get they throw a little gray on yeah. our girl you know, Ethel you, Fle- or Ethel Fled, um.
2: And
0: the one thing that doesn't get brought up a lot in these sort of fantasy shows is like fem- how female characters are treated. And I think this show has some of the best female characters. Agree. Agree. It's, Agreed. Not, it's Agreed. not like patronizing in any way. Like, these are some of the best. Slay. They're like Sansa this
1: Stark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going
2: to say it right here. I like
0: three of my top, like, six characters are all girls. And, you know, yeah. like, if you listen to the coverage, like, I was obsessed. We. They're like Sansa Stark Plus. It's it, like how I see it. Like,
4: Sansa, like, as she goes through Game of Thrones and we talk about the character development and then how she becomes, like, the big badass, taking over everything, Queen of the North, this and that. Like, we compared one of the characters from this show to Sansa and actually I believe we even put her above right I
0: think she's better
3: yeah
4: yeah Yeah. so that's saying a lot Mm
3: -hmm. let me just say that for a while our patreon episodes I was I was the one editing them and on them and there was full Last Kingdom coverage happening, and then every Patreon episode we did was also Last Kingdom coverage. Like we were just like, "What's everyone watching?" And everyone was like, we Last, love Kingdom. "Last Kingdom." And, like talking about it for like months straight was so funny. So, so you, out
2: here pandering to the base right now,
3: I love it. So if, if you guys and are pandering even more patrons, here,
0: two of our uh, main characters of the new House of the Dragon show, their yes. actors were were both on this show. Yeah. later seasons. There. Oh, baby man. monk so and baby monk, and, Helena. and then Helena, uh, his sister Helena. Yes.
2: yes. I love it. All right. Well, you caught Jimmy
4: Sweats off guard. You there. caught me, dude. Oh, that's so oh, funny.
2: So much overlap. Then bam.
4: So well, five for you. Where are we? Wait, wait. Here? Yeah. Let me just say that that I'm the one who pitched the last kingdom, And it's so hilarious that I yeah, let that. Fly.
3: Let me preface this. Kathleen
4: said, let me preface this without actually saying it when she gave her number five. So
3: say, uh, let me preface this by saying uh, <laughs> I didn't know we were going this in depth. So next time I will. But they'll handle the boys once again. I only put that
2: in depth because like he Tyler because we're going in. De- look. Yeah. You're so right. 10. you're so we would have sped through it, we've done it in 40 minutes. But look, settle in, everybody. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. your glass of whiskey, your boy has one. <laughs> your boy has and one. I want to, I want to hear you know, this is the year in review. What are we yeah, talking? That's, that's going to be one of the ones I go
0: more in depth in where we, like you guys would have higher.
4: Yeah, no, last people. Kingdom was good. You win that in depth yeah. because it's probably done for yeah, the talk. For sure. That's it. Well, how does it end? We're not telling you, you like, watch well? show
0: well are you are you talking about the quality of the last season i'm throwing out spoilers for every no 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 we're not giving you the spoilers
4: (laughs) but we will say that it was a very satisfying ending and it was so satisfying that we had the balls to say that we were comparing it to game of thrones and saying which one's better and we still ended up saying thrones just because of the entire thing it's just like a spectacle but last kingdom ending the way it did and having such a good ending we were like it was flirting. It was you know? it
2: was so good, but it wasn't good enough to be in your top five. Was, so what is the yeah. num-
4: what is top five for you, Jim? What's number five? Team Moni. <laughs> I didn't remember that it was a twenty twenty two show. Okay, that's the difference. Okay, so Kathleen, let me preface this.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> By, is there like a there's like a secret preface this drinking?
3: No, I, I just joked with him that like every time he has to make a decision, he's like. Well let me just preface this by saying like he's like I love
4: to make sure that our audience knows that if I do a top five and something's number five, it doesn't mean that it's not very yeah, different than number one.
0: <laughs> it's four, sorry, so okay. it's right now you have the last kingdom.
4: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so my number five could be recency bias, but it is from the creators of dark. Oh,
3: okay. Wow. And it is
4: Netflix's 1899. 1899 we covered on the podcast. Amazing show. If anybody hasn't seen dark, you need to go watch that right now. Three seasons, Tyler, you can jump I in.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen dark.
4: Um, I thought you saw the
2: hasn't fir- seen. I, I think you should leave. So it's we're even. I don't think that's the same. <laughs> They're exactly the same. Well, you, the reason
0: you brought up dark is because it's the same writers as the 1899.
4: Yes. The creators of, of 1899. They also created dark and basically it, it did so well for Netflix and they got so, praised so highly. Netflix basically said, listen, you got it. Do whatever you need to do and make this next show. It's a husband and a wife scenario here. The husband directs, the wife writes. Dark took them a long time, seven years or so to get. And it became to me, Luke, and many of us, a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, 1899 is a one season so far. We talked to Alexander Viom. Mm hmm star of the show he's he's uh well he's not the star but he's one of the 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 stars of the show and he said that we should be looking at a three episode or three season series here so it's tough again we always say this it's very tough to put something in your top five if there's only one season but we're not saying all time here we're saying of 2022
2: i feel like uh jimmy is uh Defending the pick rather than selling
1: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Look, that we, I,
2: I, I believe you, Jim. I, I think this show looks good. I was intrigued by the Netflix trailer. Yeah, yeah. So I have Dark in one of my honorable mentions.
0: Or sorry, eighteen ninety nine in yeah. one of my honorable mentions. It didn't make my top five because these guys, these writers, they do one of my favorite things in TV, in modern day TV, where they, it's like Severance, where they have the whole entire story written. It's like OA as well, front to back before they even start. So when you have that sort of direction, it really makes me want to wait to criticize anything yeah. almost because everything, like how dark went, everything changed every season, comp- like just in such. But unexpected this is a ways.
2: podcast. What did you like least about eighteen ninety nine? Eighteen
0: <laughs> ninety nine, it didn't have it had expected twists compared to dark, where it was almost impossible to come up with things. Okay, like as we were podcasting, we were getting things right. That didn't expect us to get right. Yeah. So what Luke was a a bit of a simpleton show then. (laughs) No,
3: as somebody was not on the pod. I watch 1899, and the whole time I go, "The fuck is going on?" No.
0: Yeah. So not say it's like easy to predict, but there were a couple of big things that I didn't expect us to just. Yeah. So
4: I think what Luke was getting at too, when we're talking about shows like Severance, Dark, that have it fully written out. You could even say Midnight Club because we just talked about that as well. When, when there's a show that's fully written out and you know the trajectory of the show from season one to season three, season five, even if it's a two-season series, whatever it is, sometimes that means that you're going to end a season without like this crazy banger, mm-hmm. even though 1899 was, it was a banger and they would, they would definitely argue the writers that it was a banger, but
3: <laughs> the writers would argue it was a banger. Yeah.
4: when they wrote it, they, they I were like, the we're writing a banger right here. And and I mean, it was great. But what I'm saying is they have a three season arc that they have set up and it's not fully made in a way where it's like, Hey, we're going to answer so much for you in season one. We actually compared it to money and you'll appreciate this. We compared it to Westworld because Westworld Started off recently canceled. West yes. World. Recently canceled.
3: Recently taken off the platform in general. Yeah, no one could ever insane. watch recently it ever again.
4: scrubbed and put <laughs> on Pluto. Westworld. <laughs> so, so Westworld, we're looking at right here. Season one, I would say one of the best shows, seasons of TV I've ever seen. And it would make my top three, maybe. Uh You know, season two, I still thought was phenomenal. And actually on Rotten Tomatoes has a higher percentage than season one. Then all of a sudden you leave the park and then you're getting into season three and four and it starts going downhill. People start losing interest. Uh, we don't need to talk about some of the writers changing and stuff like that. But 1899 here, there's a similar situation without giving spoilers where there could be a scenario where I know money. this one's too recent to give spoilers. So we can't, but there's a scenario <laughs> where there's very, there's a lot of mystery in season one, huge amounts of mystery. And if they go a certain way, it could go the Westworld way. And I was worried about that, but Like I said, this season, I know you're joking and saying Simpleton and Luke was saying we guessed a lot, but it was so fun to podcast on because we guessed a lot because we were throwing so much shit at a wall. We podcasted and every single episode we had we had a half hour of theories just because it is so like you have to think so much. And if you're a casual watcher, you're just going to. Enjoy the ride, and you know whatever. But if you're a podcaster, or if you're like you, Tyler, who you're now a podcaster. But I mean, (laughs) but I mean, like you know, you 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 get into these shows. You think you you like you go you you go to bed at night thinking about it. Those kind of shows, this eighteen ninety nine makes you think, and you're like, what if it's this? What if it's that? What if it's this? And yeah, one or two. It's a table setting. It's a table setting
2: season too.
4: Yeah, and one and so we did guess some here and there, and some of them were the bigger ones, but. I still think that it was so thought provoking, not severance thought provoking, but it was thought provoking in a way where I am pumped for season two. I have trust in the the writer because she wrote Dark. And again, Dark is top one or two of all time for us. That's why it made top five for me. That's all I'm gonna freaking say about it, Timon. I
3: love that. Good acting too. I everyone watch yeah. it um subbed, not dubbed. Um the, because the, Netflix the, gives it to you dubbed. But a few of the characters speak English straight up and then the rest speak all different languages, which is really cool. And I actually very much enjoyed reading the subs and letting the actors act because we had screeners. So it gave it to a subs. But everyone else that I've talked to, like Bobby, our our nephew, watched it dumb. Wow. Everyone was English.
2: That's
4: crazy.
3: Yeah, and,
2: and the screener drop—not a big deal. We
4: get screeners for every show it's we no, cover, pretty much. No big deal. It's,
3: Here,
2: it's, it's no, no big. It's eighteen ninety nine after the next two seasons. Let me drop.
3: tell you it's really quickly that Netflix is taking away password sharing. So, what are we going to do about screeners?
4: Uh, they they'll let us make a Binge Town account. We I've I've already thanks like, Jimmy. We've already got into it. Got oh, into look, and,
2: again. The simpleton jab is nothing more than a jab because I can I can tell you from. The pitch down episode of Severance, you you guys were already picking up on some of the things in the show, and I was like, God damn, you're like, yeah. this is why I don't go to Reddit. I just talk to you guys about shows. No, no, yeah. trust so, me. When you when you pick apart a show like that, it, it surprises you. Yeah, you, 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 you get, you're very and you've been conditioned by the darks of the world. So yep. you you're you're almost in their mind. Well, look, love that 1899 season one. I'm gonna go uh with my season five with my number five real quick, and it's Barry season okay, three. Okay barry i don't know has anyone on here
3: watched it i've seen four episodes i've seen a little bit
0: but it was very convincing when we did have our discussion about um the oscars right
3: yeah or a- Emmys. Emmys yeah.
0: jesus christ yeah. um
2: because you, you were you were hyping it up a little bit because it was nominated <laughs> but, for best series right Go ahead. well yeah, yeah so barry bill haters project for those of you who haven't seen it and again i'm a big i'm a sucker for a uh 30 minute show eight se- eight episode seasons You've already got me on the hook, Bill Hader. You know, longtime comedian. It's a dark comedy, and at the end of the day, it is the simple premise of, okay, what if a hitman decides that he wants to become an actor? Which is in in its in itself like a very funny thing to say, but the show is super. It's super deep. It's it's been going strong, so it just had its third season, and again, at this point in the show. Most of the character development for our for our core plot characters is already here. And we kind of begin the season with the main character, Bill Hader. Barry, is in a spot where he is kind of going off the deep end, if you will. Uh, his his teacher and his best friend, played by Henry Winkler, it's the Fonz, if you didn't know it, um, is on to the fact that Barry is a killer. So that's kind of the thread that runs through all of season three. I'm gonna point real quick. there's an episode for those of you that have seen it this the seventh or it's actually the sixth episode of the of the series called 710n is the name of the episode. but this episode features a chase scene that is probably the best like cinematography and most in, interesting episode that of television that I've seen in a really long time. And I think it's just, you know, we're third we're 3 seasons in. I don't know how many seasons Barry is supposed to go, but it's kind of a triumph for me when this season came out in the beginning of 2022, it's the third season of this show, and when I'm sitting there at the end of the year writing down my shows, it's like going at the top of my list, which mm-hmm. should tell you something about it. Character development is is spotless and the the beauty of a good 30-minute TV show is like It is if it is 15 different frames or scenes, there is not one line of dialogue or one frame that doesn't have a purpose. And that's what I love about it. It is a tight show. So. Season three of Barry, number five for me, you've seen four episodes.
3: Yes, correct.
2: And you didn't keep going.
3: I was on a plane, so I watched them because I I think my phone was dying. So I literally had to plug into the seat and watch whatever it was given to me. And I picked it and I remember really liking it, but it was one of those things where I'm like depressed on a plane, like on the way home from a fun trip. And I'm sad to be on that plane. So I watched four episodes of Barry and then I have bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, well, it is oh, a, it is a dark
2: comedy, which is, so See, you're not going to feel you're not going to feel great about it. In multiple right. Parts. So
3: it's what genre when nominated for an Emmy, which genre is it in? So
2: it was not in, it wasn't in. And that's, Again, this is where you can pick Nick. Uh, Nick <laughs> nit pick. Who's Nick? I can I can pick Nick. It was not nominated for the Emmy for the drama series. It was nominated for comedy. Which, right. Again, if you watch the show, there are funny parts, but it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have a laugh track, mm-hmm. it doesn't have you know it's it's not a comedy to me
3: but 30 minute bill Hader, everyone says that's a comedy
2: yeah and i think that's what that's what kind of throws people off the first couple seasons did win emmys but it's almost uh it's like shocking how much of a drama it becomes and i think that's and this main character you know it's got the classic syndrome of a show that's based on a main character who is Deeply flawed, and at the end of the day, is a hitman. He is killing people throughout the <laughs> he's show.
0: Badass at points, I'm sure. Oh, he's
2: yeah. I mean, he his that's character awful. is just he's ruthless. But like, it's similar to the whole Breaking Bad like piece. How like at the end of Breaking Bad, you're like, I shouldn't like Walt, but I'm mm-hmm. rooting for him. Like you shouldn't be rooting for Barry, but you kind of are. And that's um, that's what season three really does well because I think it it starts to turn the show into being like this guy's actually a piece of shit. And as a viewer, I need to start rethinking, like, where am I, which characters I'm identifying with, which is, again, so see, so season three of Barry, something I would highly recommend, number five for me. So, so, the, so B-Tom's actually a
0: huge fan of yeah, Barry, and yeah. he always pushes that on us as well. A question I have is, I don't know if you mentioned this, but is Bill Hader
2: involved with the writing process of it? Yeah, so Bill, so Bill Hader is the writer and the director. Oh, so, so this, this is, is like his. This is like Bill Hader's
1: baby. Baby, gotcha. it's his, like, like his
2: passion project. Yeah, it's like his you. thing. And that's where like an HBO obviously does like the behind the episodes stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, if you start watching the show, you'll run through it fast. And if you get to this episode in episode six of this season, they do this big expose on like how they actually filmed it because mm-hmm. it is stunning to watch. And like it's things like that that I'll also nerd out about. I'm like, My God, how, oh, did, how it. did they make Barry's it? been on the list for a while? Yeah, it's like a, that it's,
3: might have bumped it to my top of my list. So
2: this is coming in at number five for T money. So we've got Barry for me. We've got eighteen ninety nine for Jimmy. We've got The Last Kingdom for Luke, and we've got Kathleen with the boys. So mm-hmm. let's roll into number four. Do
3: you want to do four and loop back around? So no, not- no, no, no. Okay. We
2: waited. I mean, I feel like you've been in the. I- no one puts Kathleen in the corner. That's so true. <laughs>
3: so my number four is. It could be recency bias, but I really don't think so. It is The White Lotus on HBO. This was, I said this on our our coverage of it. You can listen to a whole coverage with me, Jimmy, and Kyle. It was Game of Thrones-level style hype every Sunday night. Like, the way me and my girlfriend were just, like, dying to watch this show. This show is, like, such a a steady-level climax where it, it... Throughout the episodes, I can't believe when they end. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're fucking kidding me, because I'm hanging on every word. I love every single cast member. They stack these casts. Mike White is so good at what he does. Which season one quarterback? (laughs) Is that a Jets quarterback? (laughs) Anyway cast is great, so well acted it's like sort of a murder mystery if you haven't seen it, but not yeah. so so yeah. the season one is six episodes season two is seven episodes season two is what we're talking about here but and, like, and he- Kathleen,
2: we're gonna we're gonna gush on this for a second but okay, before good. we do Jimmy, Luke, is this on either of your top? five? Uh, no, haven't seen
4: it. It's on my um, honorable mention. honorable mentions. So this yeah. is
2: number three for me as well. So Kathleen and I are going to gush about cool. this. First. Do
3: it. Luke's the only one who hasn't seen it of the four. Haven't but... seen a lick.
4: Again,
2: I don't care. You're going to be spoiled. <laughs> yeah, <go laughs> ahead, go ahead, here. And and here's the deal, to Kathleen, the point you were making. Um, to me, it matters when a TV show kind of enters, like the it enters. M- the realm of like everyone is talking water about cooler it. talk yeah yeah it's water cooler talk it's, it's in the jargon and season one was a slow build yes what I kind of what you know we see it all the time with some of with shows that are really well done you know it's hard to catch on right off the bat but then it gathers steam before season two by the time season two came out everybody had watched season one they loved it and then season two was just a banger from the jump absolutely what What I love about White Lotus and why it's number three on my list is that I really also respect a show that it is a lot of different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Right. We are on this podcast analyzing television. So we're going to talk about some of the nuances to the show. But also you could watch the show through the lens of, hey, it's a murder mystery Mm -hmm. and I'm just seeing what pays off. And you can get a lot of value out of it, too. Right. right. You You can you can see this show through many prisms. And while I'll talk about it, you know, as someone that has been in a relationship and now married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Season one of White Lotus is the class season. Right. Like what I said, it's about like the crux of it is yep. about class. Season two is the sex season. Yeah. And and the. For me, when we t- we look at all the different storylines, the juxtaposition of what's the difference between love and romance is what's so great, mm-hmm. and it explores, you know, transactional relationships and the purity behind them, mixed with the romantic relationships, and you know Aubrey Plaza's characters, you know, idea of oh, this is what a relationship should look like, absolutely what shouldn't, and it really flips that on its head. So, give me, I mean, what is your What's your favorite part of the, of the season?
3: The Megan Fahey, Aubrey Plaza, Theo James, and I do not know Ethan's character, a- actor's Megan
2: name. Fahey, who plays Daphne, is just... 10 out of 10. She is, she's like um a reliever in baseball that's throwing a lot of off-speed stuff in the beginning <laughs> of the game, and then she's just throwing 101 miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> so so
3: my favorite thing about the White Lotus is you, you're not necessarily, like, this isn't, this is a drama in the way where... You are genu- genuinely watching people on vacation. You are watching them interact with people. Sometimes the different couples and different people on this vacation interact with each other. But genuinely, you're watching these people. And, and what are you wow, on He's it?
0: about? The text me. <laughs> I thought he was about to text me. To say whiskey or some shit.
2: I mean, if we if we could get if we could get whiskey ran down, that'd be great. No, but I wasn't. Oh my god! Don't what get- a gentleman this guy is.
3: Okay, but but genuinely, like human interaction is the is the show, and it's my favorite, my my absolute favorite. It is absolute bias because Aubrey Plaza is one of my favorite actresses of all time, and Megan Fahey is as well. She was on the Bull type. She was one of the just like in a in a freeform show that was a standout freeform show. Like shouldn't have been on freeform. That was how good it was. She was a standout. On it for all four seasons. So, um, I adored the interactions between the two. I said this on our White Lotus coverage, but the but Megan Fahey talking about men and the elephant of it all, like that that was one of the best moments. I remember me and Alex looking at each other, being like, "Wow!" And I just know for a fact that this bitch is going to be so booked and fucking busy after this. She is an absolute breakout star, and I am upset In the about finale it. Finale
2: Ethan says that. Harper and her husband are having a affair. the look she gives
3: the change and then
2: the change I mean the acting is superb and um, Jennifer Coolidge Stifler's mom as oh I my goodness milf 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 it's incre- like to, similarly when you start a show off with somebody with somebody dying and it's a mystery it's on the writing to you know like how long can this go on sure. right you can't have like, if Jennifer Coolidge was in every season of, of White Lotus, you'd be like, So this woman goes to, yeah, a resort I said and said that on the pod, and yeah. someone dies every time. So mm-hmm. it was also a great bit of writing how it was like, Look, you two
3: peas, bro, two peas. Yeah, <laughs> these two must all, be best friends for a very long time.
2: It's also a great piece of writing. And uh, Mike White talked after the finale about how you know she has this crazy like guns blazing scene and then she has the derpiest death in the world which is again a testament to the show how it's written the character development it just it it honestly blew me away this season
3: you mentioned it for barry white lotus and uh, another show i might mention for hbo down the line in this pod them doing the after show, the the behind the scenes, the the like actors talking HBO fucks in that sense. Like they really put care into their show. They don't just drop an episode and leave it. They are like, let me show you exactly how I fucking made it. And you make it and it makes you appreciate it so much more. And I fucking love HBO for that.
0: And let me ask a question here. Um, And I guess. You can even chime in here too, Jimmy. Is season two, like, is it a significant jump, fall? Is it usually about the same? Like, what's the pulse of, like, the, the general narrative? Like, up, comparative? better, better? Yeah, yeah.
3: I think everyone would say season two is better. But I I really like season one. I watched it live week to week with Alex last year as well. It was, like, I, right when we first started dating and we were like, let's watch this white lighter I think show.
2: season two is, I think, I personally think season two is just, a, like, the pacing of the show and the voice of the show they found a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, I will add that like, look, it all depends on who you talk to because right. season one can get pretty fucking uncomfortable for someone. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, let me jump in here because my thing was that I jumped in on White Lotus around the time that Kyle jumped in. Uh, the other, another binge town host that I'm sure you Never guys all of. Never heard <laughs> we, he was on the White Lotus season two um, episode that we just dropped my hot take. I appreciated the for season one. I liked season one, but I wasn't even close to how everyone was saying I love it. And I think it's really interesting to that you talk about the prism thing, because I went into that season going, Oh, I'm watching a murder mystery. Like, I didn't know anything about it, right? Sure. So I'm watching this and going, okay, Steph, we're watching this murder mystery. Everyone keeps saying it's good. Season one was written, was directed, was scored, I feel like, to make you so much more anxious yeah. than season two.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, look, it's funny, because he definitely, all these seasons he does are themed, and he even said that the third season, the theme is going to be religion, which I'm kind of afraid of. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Catholic.
1: They're going you know, They're going, 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 it's mass. Like a, it's going to
2: it's gonna be in like Japan or something, and they're gonna do religion. So I'm kind of afraid of that, but it's like, yeah, it, it they're they're intentionally cringeworthy. and they and that's where the dialogue slaps with the show so hard, where yeah. it's like You know, and see whether it be in season one, Connie Britton talking about like it's really hard to be a 16 year old white kid in America, and or in like season two when. You know, Theo James. Theo James character is like these these sexual harassment lawsuits. Yeah. These are complete bullshit. Or so-
3: Daphne, like we said it on the pod, but Daphne being like, I voted, I vote. <laughs> like, what's what's going no, what's going on in the world? And yeah. Aubrey's like, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. That was like one of the best right off yeah, the bat, one of the best. There's so much going
2: on in the world. Well, yeah. there's a lot going on in the world right now, but for me, White Lotus is definitely something that I look forward to. And I think everybody uh it's by the time season three comes out, it will be in the zeitgeist of yep. culture even more. Like everybody will have seen the first two seasons, mm-hmm. and you know you you've all ridden the wave with you know the Breaking Bad's, the you know the how the Game of Thrones, the House of Dragons. which you cover? Yeah. And there's those almost elevate a show to me because it's nice to be able to BS with someone. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. You think
1: the
2: Daphne's up to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Is that? Is, I am is thinking her, about that. I'll is her trainer that. her kid's father? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, so look, White Lotus season two gets Kathleen and me off the board. So,
4: yeah. Let me let me just round out what I was saying about season one. The acting was amazing for season one. And with me going into the wrong lens and with it being a little slower, like you said, Timon, I think you nailed season one. Season two. I had as an honorable mention mention because it was a freaking banger. I thought the acting was amazing. Jennifer Coolidge, MVP for season one, season two. I don't know necessarily MVP, but I'm just saying it that way because she's freaking amazing. My whole thing with season one was I'm looking at it as a murder mystery and really it's basically like, it's like the joke where it's like Seinfeld, like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, but it's, you're entertained, but nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Oh, somebody dies. You know, and that didn't do it for me in that way. Season two actually gets into like, once you get halfway through the season, it's not nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. You can start to taste who the Dude, kid, who's going to die or oh what the death God. is going to be. Intrigue. Yeah. It's and then you're like, all right, I know where this is going enough where here's my murder mystery. And let's rewind and figure it out. We got the beginning. Let's get, you know, or we got the end. Let's get back to the beginning and figure it out. That added to season two for me.
3: Let me just say nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Eating ass that nothing's happening. <laughs> you're ki- You're kidding.
4: Well, nothing happening, nothing happening. That has nothing to do with the death (laughs) in episode one. But that is happening.
2: I mean, Jennifer Coolidge, again, she is just Mike White and her apparently like BFF. So he knows how to get the best out of her. Mm -hmm. But I mean, she was a highlight for you in season two. I'm I'm kind of questionable on someone that wouldn't tell me that my significant other is fucking their uncle. That's just my that's (laughs) that's just me. That's, That's a bugaboo of mine. Yeah. Well, look. Everybody listen to the White Lotus pod that dropped right before this. If, if you want to hear more, because
3: we deep dive.
2: Kathleen and Jimmy
3: and Kyle and
2: Kyle, who I've never heard of before. Go into the <laughs> weeds. Go into the week. We love Kyle. Their.
3: Big fan. So, Luke, you've been
2: quiet over there. You've been grabbing whiskey for for me. Must but serve. now I want you to really really get on the horn here and give us number four i'm gonna disappoint you here because i'm not
0: i'm gonna wait for my commentary on this show because i'm I'm sure that it's much higher on your guys list and this it, it killed me to put it at number four but my fourth best show of 2022 is the best show on apple tv severance oh yes. and it, and
2: trust me i would it literally could have been two for, yeah like it's, well, think, that's how i think tight it is. i think this is every show in the top five is good so i think this is a good time to bring it up jim is this on your top five
4: should i say where Yeah. Number two. Number two. It
2: is number two on mine. Three. Three. So we've got a four, three and two, two. So this is a pro severance podcast, obviously. So wait, who, who pitched severance? I don't know. He's a
4: good guy.
3: Some handsome
2: bearded, some freaking baldy. Some (laughs) baldy here. So Luke, give us your favorite part of severance now that, uh, now that it's everybody's heard the pitch town of it clearly sure sure. yeah we don't have to go too into the weeds with it but what i'll say
0: about it is it is essentially black mirror plus like it's a singular black mirror episode expanded onto a series that's super well thought out Mm -hmm. again falls into the category which i learned from tyler on the pitch town that essentially the whole show was written before they started which is amazing i love that ben stiller fuck yeah uh this show is so well received by Rotten Tomatoes. like critics had it at ninety-seven percent. Audience was like above eighty percent, whatever it was. Like everybody loved this show, and I think once season two comes out, it's gonna start like actually oh, yeah. hitting it's, mainstream. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna freaking get that. there. But my, I, it's so hard to talk about this show without like major, major spoilers. We are
2: spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're I'm listening, ready, to this, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be spoiling. Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> it's been a while. So
3: correct me if I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> literally, literally. Correct me if I'm wrong about uh, Milton, right?
3: Yeah, Milton. Milton. Yeah, yeah,
0: Milton's dance off is the best thing that come out of this entire show. When the when the when the entire team gets the party and he's
2: fucking. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> favorite part. I mean, Zach Cherry is just an absolute star. Yeah. Um, we talked before about how I'm a I'm a big Succession guy. Actually, rewatched it for the third time (laughs) when since the last time we've caught up. Yeah. So I'm just and he's in like an episode of in season two of uh of Succession, and I just love that he's got a big break because Zach Cherry is incredible in Mm -hmm.
4: in Succession. Wait, wait, Um, which one? Which one?
3: He's the the, like he's basically the they're like keeper. The the dance no, day, the guy oh was... Milton, you're talking about I just didn't the
4: actor no. name no
2: no Zach Zach Cherry and I'm looking up just to make sure I'm not bungling Zach Cherry is Dylan
3: Dylan oh Dylan. from The from magicians. magicians yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: He's whole, yeah that's he's what whole I thought magicians. yeah he's yeah. a
3: lucky guy from he's, The Magicians
4: yes, he's he's a yo, he's Timoni you'll appreciate this man he's, it's a commercial dude he's he's famous <laughs> but he's not <laughs> he's famous but he's not
2: like that famous. yeah. <laughs> I obviously pitched Severance before it was even done. And so I was loving it. Mm-hmm. If I'm being hypercritical of the show between like episodes three and five, it maybe gets a little bit, you know, as the as the audience, you're getting a little bit like, OK, what's what's happening? Why do I care about these, you know, baby freaking lambs chilling in one mm-hmm. spot? But like the finale of season one of this show is the best finale of the year. Yes, bar correct. Nine, in my, in my opinion. Sure. It is just from the jump, like and a, just a stunning accomplishment to me.
3: My arm hair for 45 minutes. I'm yeah. Standing up to the ceiling, my arm hair and
0: for 45, just minutes. to add on to it, if if Co- or sorry, if Dave or Alki friend of the pot Alki were to say what their best show of 2022 is, they would say severance over over house of the
2: dragon, like over everything that's come out this year. So it's yeah. I mean, again, the other, the other piece for me. So we talk about, Knowing where the show's going, we talk about having the backing, which Severance obviously does. We talk about great directing. Go watch Escape from Denimora if you haven't watched it yet. Ben Siller. The guy's the guy is always throwing a fastball. Um, but unmatched tension cinematography. Yeah, but I mean, look, in episode seven so when it's getting a little bit like okay the mystery is ex- going but we're not sure where it's going mm-hmm. then in episode 7 they literally kill the security guy right at yeah. the beginning it's like from that point on this show just elevates yeah. and then the finale is just so gripping that again anybody I've talked to and I've and now I mean Severance came out I think what was it february or march when it first came out I think uh, in may or 18 yeah. down. I have talked to so many people that have either been watching it from the jump or have caught on to it later, you know, just watched binge it a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And like the finale just is the pinnacle of keeping you wanting more. So, yeah, yeah. every I'm excited for season two. And honestly, Lou, to your point, again, this is our top five. So I could go between Barry, White Lotus, Severance, which are the ones that I've already laid out. But Severance to me, the finale is really what put it over mm-hmm. the top.
1: Um,
0: Season two is going to start just flooring it like we're going to be hitting the ground running, which is going to be amazing. Who knows who knows how long it will take, but I full trust on the team now like that season one sold me. I'll watch whatever
3: in a world where I feel like right now loyalties with streaming services are all over the place. Everyone hates Netflix. Amazon's canceling things like especially in my world, which is just like queer sci-fi dramas basically (laughs) they're canceling everything so like it's a it is like free agency right now and apple tv was always one where i'm pitching ted lasso to someone and they're going oh like i just don't have apple tv i'm sending my thing to everyone i know i'm like just watch ted lasso severance is right up there even today i was with my girlfriend and all of her college friends and i heard at least like six or seven people be like love oh, severance everyone's so fucking yep. good i'm um, like it is slowly building this traction where not everyone in the world is talking about it but enough people like have secretly watched it and are just like damn this fucking
0: iconic coverages uh like
2: images of the show too with the head yeah open and him typing on the desk like, yeah. all the all the streaming services are going through like a reckoning right now yeah. which is crazy but the only one that isn't is apple because if you think about it i mean apple's the one that its revenue is not driven by Ab-
3: yep. right. apples like i don't give a fuck i pay 4.99 yeah they're like i don't they're like i don't give
2: a fuck what this costs like we'll just have this go. like you guys can all fight it out and then we'll just make this cheaper for people that buy our phones and all of a sudden mm-hmm. so like that's the other nice piece is as a fan, I'm like, Severance is going to finish. This yeah. has got, it's
3: going to happen. Definitely. So good pick, Luker. Mm-hmm.
2: Love that, Luke. Jim, do you want to get in on anything on Severance? It was number two for you as well. I know Yeah, I it was number little...
4: two. Tyler, you pitched it. So I was ready to go. You know, I really enjoyed the pilot. It, it freaking really brings you in in the pilot. And then going through the rest of the season, like Luke said, Black Mirror just expanded. Black Mirror is pissed that they didn't think of this plot their, themselves for an Seriously. episode but yeah. Adam Scott kills it. Like you said, mm-hmm. t Zach Cherry, um, our boy, oh God, what's his name from, uh, John Turturro. Yes. John Turturro from the night of, from Transformers, you know, he kills it. I mean, listen, what the a-
3: Helly yeah. he are Christopher Walken.
4: Christopher Walken. I mean, some, the craziest thing that Tyler was saying is this.
2: Milchek, is- who you were talking about before, by the way. That- I, oh, I, I, was, Ch- I, was, I was so confused because I was like, "Who the hell is Milton?" But I didn't want to, you know.
1: Kill the plug, could Kill the No, no, I knew. But it Milchak,
2: sounded off in my head. It sounded- Trammel Tillman is the actor that plays Milchek, and Keep that guy, Milchak. guy is also. If you look at it's, it's always interesting. Like I love when I'm watching a show, and then you look at the cast, and you click on like Trammel Tillman's IMDb, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, he's gonna be in like." A huge movie coming up because the guy just knocks it out of the Yeah, box. right. No Great shit. actor. Yeah. What? So I'm going to do one piece of trivia for Luke before we go on. Mm-hmm. Name me one thing that he promises Dylan when he's trying to open the door in the finale. Oh, my God.
3: Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, does I know he it. Offer him pancakes or some shit? No, I got it. Names of his children? Wait, no, wait, 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 no, 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 that's. Wait. You're talking, talking about, about
2: saying what incentive? Yeah. Did? What additional perks are on the team? Oh, yeah. I
3: thought he was like, "I'll tell you the names of your kids." Well,
2: that's—I mean, he—that he dangles that, but there's he, some. He, so uh, the waffle party. The waffle party. Well, well he pancakes. already had the waffle. Yeah, but he and he, and he, yeah, he walks waffle out. Waffle sex.
4: Yeah, yeah, right, right,
2: right. Finger
3: what? the finger things.
2: When he's like, when he's like sitting there trying to like, oh, he's like, "I'll let you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck does he say? It's a good question. Uh, We're going to come, we're going to come back. Number two, you should know this. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to come back to this question later Okay, Okay. But it's a great trivia question because he's offering him some hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It just kills me.
4: (laughs) Round it out. Timani brought it up during the pitch town. Ben Stiller created and, and directs or produces Timani. I think he's actually produced. He's he's a, a, yeah. Yeah, No, he's a director. He's a director.
2: Yeah. He's the, he directs half the episodes, but he's like, Yes, it's, it's Ben Stiller's one of... He's not the writer, but he's like the main guy driving it. But it's just... It's an all-star team, so can't can't say enough about it.
3: What's your number four, James? You bet. Is on I my list. Um, on list? I don't
4: know. I don't know. I think it might be. Alright, so we are going with another show that ended in 2022. I'm going with Peaky Blinders.
1: Oh, good one. Ooh,
2: does that hit anybody That's else? That's my number three. Wind number up. three, so we got... Kathleen
3: it is an honorable mention for me I did not put her on my list and
0: that's a that's questionable to say that it's ending because that's also the last kingdom route of having that's what I meant
4: yeah that's what I was going to say when we said uh another one of those types of shows we have a sixth season of Peaky Blinders it ended and to be honest I thought it was one of the best finales of any show and because it was so good I don't even need a freaking movie Mm -hmm. and that's Hard to say because usually you always want more content. But I would have been fine if they said nothing. We're done. That's it. That's the ending. But we are going to get another movie, and we are going to get our boy Tommy Shelby back again. Spoiler what alert
3: about season six. Yeah. So Bye. I'm not. I don't yeah, care.
2: Every every every, every. actor had to go film Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Listen, uh, when I say Piggy Blinders, Tommy Shelby, we talk about you know, best actors. And sometimes people will say, and this isn't fair at all because there's the Walter whites of the world. There's, there's a million t- you know, uh, Peter Dinklage, a million, a million actors, but people always go like, Oh yeah, but that's TV acting, you know? And that's, and that's not fair. We know that Killian Murphy is in plenty of movies, but Tommy Shelby, Killian Murphy acting as Tommy Shelby is probably a top three, maybe one or two He's on acting. Mal Rushmore, yeah. yeah Mount Rushmore of acting performances of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Killian Murphy himself says that it takes so hard to get it. it it's so hard to get into Tommy Shelby's character and headspace that he is like fully depressed for a long time after. Mm-hmm. And he said it takes a toll on him and you can tell because it bleeds through the screen. I refuse to give too many spoilers with this being a, a finale in that way. But all we need to say is that it bleeds into uh, a situation where they're actually moving from just um birmingham to now they actually aren't in europe anymore they're in uh yeah they're global north america united states we have a big throwdown i guess i could spoil it in a way where michael is now public enemy number one for the shelby's he was we talked about this in our coverage he is one of our favorite characters and his character development and then his turn was it very interesting and him versus tommy was super super interesting I can't say enough, and and all I need to say, really, when it comes to Peaky Blinders Season 6 and it making this list is that it nails it. It nails the ending, and you really don't get that too often, and it nails it so good that I don't need any more content, and... I will pat myself on the back. Lukey, I, I did kind of guess the ending for our boy, Tom, uh, boy Tommy, but <laughs> we, but that's another one of those things where it's like, you're throwing shit at a wall because it was really, really, it was a twist and it was an awesome twist. And that's, that's all I really need to yeah, say about it.
0: And then, um, season six, which came out in the middle of this year, it, it's sitting on Rotten Tomatoes with a hundred percent critic score, which is like kind of, that's pretty damn rare to yeah. get for a closing season. You never see that anymore. Um, And I cannot emphasize enough how much Killian Murphy kills it as Tommy Shelby. Yep. He's on my Mount Rushmore of acting performances up there with like Heath Ledger as the Joker. Like that is literally one of my favorite performances to watch of all time. And it doesn't it doesn't even really it's so far above so many things we're seeing on TV nowadays. But but one of the things about Peaky Blinders that's amazing is they I was thinking about it today. They might be the goat show of supporting actors. Yeah, yeah like Tom Hardy's performance in the in the show as a supporting actor is amazing. Ad, uh, Adrian or Aiden Brody. Adrian
4: Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Adrian Brody
0: is one of the best antagonists I've I've seen in like a modern show. Yep. Um I'll throw Anya Taylor-Joy in there even though she she wasn't everybody's favorite character here and then even the the later season villain in in uh in Oswald uh Sam Claflin I think his name is Sam Claflin. He's amazing. Like this yep. is one of the best shows where the supporting cast like it, it's just out of this world acting and and you know you you said it best like i can recommend this show to anybody it's to me i i prefer this to even breaking bad it's like in that same genre but yeah this was one of my favorite this was my number 3 this was your number 4 this is my
4: number 4 yes, yes. there you go
2: love that i will say peggy blinders is a huge blind spot <laughs> no pun intended for your boy And something that I fully intend to get caught up with, but I have not. I've seen the first episode about three times because I keep trying to keep trying to get into it. And I just got to rev the engines.
4: Well, here's the deal, Timani. It's also it's it is an hour, but it's only usually six episodes a season. So I'm pretty sure that's consistent. Right, Luke?
0: And I would argue that season one may be considered maybe my least favorite, which is hard to sell to people. But every other season, season two is top two okay.
4: yeah and i would love to see you go through this entire show and talk about it because you're a huge fan of boardwalk empire and oh, it's yeah. similar time period and i loved boardwalk empire as well but i would say Peggy blinders is like a million times right. over it so i want to see your hear your opinion and that's why these top fives are awesome because it's just taste it's based on what you think
2: love mm-hmm. that yep. love that we're good there um So look, we are because of the overlap, we're coming in for we're coming in for a landing soon here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've got my number four. Um, So Barry was my number five. White Lotus was three. Severance was two. So my number four was a show on HBO called The Rehearsal. Which again, I sent my list out to these folks because I just wanted to make sure everybody had seen all the
3: show or at least heard of the show. It was offensive. Just saying Tyler's well, offending this us the all
2: the only one I didn't
0: know, I'll be honest. You and, didn't like, it was, know it at all? I've never heard of this. So Interesting. It, was, okay. it was worth you doing that. Jay
2: you ever did I Speng, had heard of slept? it, but I
4: never watched it. And I had seen it. the
2: first few episodes. So look, um, I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but if anybody's listening to this podcast and saying that guy T Money, I really like where he's coming with television, <laughs> which I know most of you are. Uh, the rehearsal on HBO is Nathan Fielder's new project. Nathan Fielder is a uh comedian. He did a show on Comedy Central that is on Hulu and HBO Max called Nathan for You, which I think is hilarious, but again, he is extremely deadpan. That his whole style of comedy is that he is cringeworthy. Yeah, like, yeah. He's always going to ask the additional question when someone says something open-ended. <laughs> but this show um what is so great about it is TV to me again is, is in some ways always been extremely formulaic, right? You've got your protagonist, your antagonist, you've got yeah. the plot. Like this show is just off the fucking wall. It is
3: unbelievable. So essentially,
2: insane. the 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 first episode, just for if you never heard of it, um Nathan Fielder's he is the host, and he finds real people through, you know. He has various means. He primarily uses Craigslist and Reddit, so he gets some characters, if you can imagine. But he finds people that have something that they need to do, a big moment in their life, or something that they need to prepare for, and he rehearses it with them. So literally, the first episode is him rehearsing with a guy that needs to tell his longtime quizzo partner that he actually doesn't have his MBA. (laughs) So again, hilarious concept. And that's kind of the, the hook of the show, right? And he uses every dollar of HBO's budget. I mean, to the point where in the first episode, this is gonna happen in a bar. He recreates the bar exactly
3: fucking tea.
2: So it, it's oh my god. So that's like the premise of the show that it begins with. But what's it's six episodes? Each episode is about 30 minutes, so it's a quick watch. But what's so great about it is he starts with this. You get the premise. The second episode is a woman who wants to practice having a child.
3: Oh my God, so cringy. Two, after two, I was like, I quit. I can't. And,
2: and the show kind of unravels from there. And again, the formulaic piece is what I'm talking about. Like this show isn't afraid to just essentially be like, oh, this whole thing that we were, te- as the audience, you were expecting this for six episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. This <laughs> is the direction we're going in. And he is like, he is cringe. The, the main, the main Nathan Fielder, the host, the creator, he is cringeworthy. He is, but he is a genius to mm-hmm. me, and his style of comedy is something that I've never seen before. And again, the only thing I will tell you is, when the fu- finale of this se- of this season of television came out, it both instantly got a second season from HBO, which with all the cuts they're doing, we know that that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a big deal. And at the same point in time, the New York Times main writer wrote an article saying that it was an affront to nice. It, it was a front in affront to humanity, and that he's the most cruel <laughs> person in the world. That's so so good. <laughs> it it is a lightning rod show, but um, is it's completely unscripted? I mean, or is it that's kind that's of
3: the big question mark? What, I had this argument with my friend Matt. I was like, it's script. and he's like, no, it's is this not.
2: kind of like Curb Your Th- I've never seen Curb. Your Th- no, no still, look, of- the show is the show is a reality show, but at the same point in time, it is a curated reality yeah. show. So, it's one of those deals where for me, when I watched the first episode, um I had not seen Nathan for You, which is his show that he came out with on Comedy Central from like 2012 to 2015 it came out. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those deals where I watched the first episode and then HBO Max goes, hey, did you ever watch Nathan for you? And I'm like, I got to do this. <laughs> I started watching that show. It's I just watched every episode that became like one of my rotation of just shows that I could put on yeah. the background. It's really interesting. You don't know if it's you don't know if it's scripted. You don't know if it's not scripted. Parts of it are. um, But yeah, it's I really can't say anything other than you. You can't understand what I'm saying unless you the want
3: attention to that. detail is to be yeah. like, I mean, so, the top, tier, top tier is
2: probably the number one. I thing, mean,
3: like... I literally watched two in a row like this. <laughs> so like let, my- all
4: right. So let me ask you a question. Okay. So the fact that they recreate the bar and you're saying and they use like all of HBO's budget to do so is the point of them doing that part of the show that you're watching? Listen, or because I was going to say it could be cheaper just to be like, hey, bartender or owner of the bar. Can I you come after hours and use this? It. So this is what they do. Yeah
3: they have paid actors or whatever be in the bar. They go over every possible thing it can have. What if the pizza comes out five minutes earlier? What <laughs> now, what are you going to say? What if you're do just you... about to tell them that you don't have your MBA and, and the waitress? Okay. Comes
4: okay. Now let me ask a question. Do they tell you or show you what happens when they actually do the thing that they're rehearsing?
2: Yes. Yeah. That's so the, again, the first episode, oh, the first episode is the, is the plot.
4: So we see then, a, a birth of a child and then it
2: just, and then it what. Well so let's <laughs> let's just say this like in the when they're trying to, here, dude. when they're trying to simulate children this show is so goes so far that like in the state of Oregon where they're filming it a child, child act labor. a baby can only be there for 6 hours at a time so they literally are like shuttling babies <laughs> out of a window in this house like the show it, it honestly blows your mind when you watch it and that's part of what's so funny about it he ends up like moving the he he spends money to move the bar they created in New York to Los Angeles. Oh my so like, God! So this
0: Jesus, is,
2: it's it's one of these deals that this guy is out of control. <laughs> and if you watch, how old is he? He's thirty eight when he's making. Okay, so, though, yeah. So if you you'll watch two episodes and you'll either be like Kathleen and be like oh my god I can't watch another episode of this or you'll be hooked like I will
4: yeah like I don't know it's
3: Joker it's it's oh gag yeah
4: no see okay because I love Impractical Joker, so if it's cringing yeah, yeah, that no, way I, I know I who he is yeah. yeah okay if if it's cringing that way then I'm good but there is certain cringe where I'm like I'm out dude so, so we'll you, see
3: with Brenna or no
2: <laughs> I uh Brenna I made Brenna watch the first episode which. She kind of liked. She was like, I don't know how to feel about this. Crap. And then she caught me watching an episode later, and was like, "This is completely like, oh my god, he's going into that guy's house. Like, this is unacceptable." Yeah. And I was like, "This is fucking crazy. This is why the show is great." So again, it's if nothing else, like, first off, I'm. It's the type of comedy it gets me. I, I, it kills me watching this show. But on the flip side, like. I am just a huge fan of somebody that's willing to just bend the boundaries of what we think television is. Yeah. I think you should leave. (laughs) I mean it it's it Nathan for you and I think you should leave are like the two spheres of like my favorite shit. Like if I think you should leave season two did come out in twenty twenty two, it would be number one on my list. Let's
1: just say that. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that
2: Greenlit to come out soon? Oh yeah. They're they're filming. They're filming, buddy. So That's an off the wall one for me that we might come back to later, but not on any of your lists. So I've I've only got my one left, but we're so we're winding down for everybody. Kathleen, what was your number two? And again, we've got the
3: boys. So we're going to skip my three to go to two.
2: Well, Severance was your three.
3: Three. Yeah. But I thought we would just skip me and go to Luke's three.
0: My three was Peaky Blinders. So I'm done, too.
3: And your three was?
2: J- J- Jimmy's three, we don't know.
3: Okay, so let's get okay. me and go to Jimmy's team. Well, we
4: do know, but I, I I don't think I said it. So our three, or my three, is the boys. Oh, okay, okay,
3: okay. okay, okay. Which so is also my finish two. Finish the boys, then. Finish the boys' conversation. Oh,
0: that's
2: two for Luke. Yeah, so we were we were putting this on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, we're getting
3: there. So let's, let's finish it let's, out.
2: Let's cr- let's
4: crush, crush it. it. Let's okay. crush it.
2: Go ahead. So you, you, you,
4: know, you guys number
2: two, so I'll let you start. I just think the finale of season one was good.
3: I, Can you remind I, me what's happened yeah, in the end not, of one? It's, it's not a lot.
2: That's why I didn't like it's it. The, well,
3: it's the death of
0: Stillwell, and then he drops Homelander, my, or, or Homelander He's drops lit. Butcher yeah, in front those, of Rebecca. Yeah.
1: So what,
2: what specifically turned you off about that? Well, again, I thought the the piece of the show from watching the first season, again, didn't turn me off. I'm going to, you know, PG Blinder season two and three of this are on my list. But yep. just when I'm sitting there with my limited amount of time and really nitpicking. Or Nick picking. Oh,
4: Nick picnicking. It was well, pick
3: shout out picking. to shout out to Nick.
4: Um,
2: great guy. My my favorite part of the show was the kid. Um, he's who's he's, Huey? What's his act? What's the actor's name? Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, yeah, He's Quaid's son.
4: He was my, and Meg Ryan's son. And Meg Ryan's
2: son. Don't Sorry. leave her out.
4: Yeah, feminist podcast. Yes, I actually didn't know that.
3: <laughs> He's a Nemo baby. To Quaid, like, and,
2: Quaid and Meg Ryan. Yeah, he no was so born
3: to be a
1: star. No wonder this kid
2: <laughs> is such, about to go into. No wonder so this kid stars. is such a stud.
1: Yeah,
3: scream five. Yes, he is. Which we recommend for anybody who has not seen. But
2: 5. he was my favorite part, and I think everybody's favorite part of season one. I mean, everybody relates with that character, mm-hmm. and I do agree that like. The they leave you with a cliffhanger of oh wow, you know, the guy's wife's not dead and Homelander has a kid with her, but on the flip side, which that's intriguing, but I really cared about Quaid mm-hmm. and his ending is like,
1: Oh, I, I love I, you,
2: Starlight. I, 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 yeah, well, Starlight, we beat the we beat the fast guy. It's like I was like, eh,
1: okay. <laughs> We beat the
2: fast <laughs>
3: guy. It, it gets way more convoluted and yeah, shit.
0: Huey has one of the craziest character growth path, I would say, because he's up and down. He's not just good. He's not just getting better and better. Thank you for
3: saying that. Yeah,
0: for sure. He is, and you're right, like, he is the relatable character. He's the Harry Potter of, like, you know, like, he is the relatable He's the Quentin Coldwater
2: baby. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: I mean, when his girlfriend gets ran through, like, two minutes into the show you're like oh my Sold. god this, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be crazy so i'll
0: say like yeah i think you you will appreciate the journey that huey goes on in the next couple couple seasons and and the biggest change from season one to two and three in my opinion is they get way more into they get they lean way more into the satirical side of focusing on politics yeah which to me I see it turning
2: Luke's politics.
0: Like, a politics. He's yeah, like, a I don't mind that, but I understand well, does, why it Gus, people. does
2: Gus from uh Breaking Bad get more involved? Because he was in the Oh area. yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Wait, who's that? Gus. It's hey, the it's, it's the the head of Vought. The
1: oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Oh he's he's super I mean he's in, I mean if you if you like him, better call Saul and mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. I mean, come on. Like I, I
0: mentioned earlier when Jimmy
2: brought up Peaky
0: Blinds, I have Killian Murphy on my Mount Rushmore. I also have uh, Tony Starr, yeah, who plays Homelander?
3: You on know Mount about Rushmore.
1: Rush-
2: I mean, I know what a Mount Rushmore is, and I can. I'm not. I'm not. Done. So
3: it basically just means your your top four actors, performance actors, character, perform- yeah. actors, top- character
0: performances yeah. specifically. And like, I I think he carries every single scene he's in. Like, and, and season two, it leans way more into Homelander as well, which is like my favorite piece about this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like season three also brings in uh jensen ackles so ty i don't know if you know um Supernatural, supernatural like if you you know what that is though right tv show supernatural
4: Supernatural. it's got like 30 seasons like
2: yeah continue going
0: either way (laughs) it's just one of just one of those like cult classics that's been on cable tv and it ended relatively recently and this guy is it similar to animorphs
4: <laughs> but this guy comes only in- I know what animals says Adam our group. Oh, okay. <laughs> so
1: this,
0: this guy comes in as a supporting actor in season three. And Jimmy, you know from just the marketing oh, yeah. of binge town, like this guy took over the world yeah. a little bit. And he gives one of the most fun, unexpected performances of like a superhero. Like just it was just incredible to have him in here. And this show knows exactly what it's doing when it comes to casting. Every single actor on the show yep. is a top notch is a top notch so actor. Yeah. You can argue here and there, like where they're going. And oh, I love the guy that plays
2: uh, Homeland. Yeah, there. yeah, that's, that's Tony Stark.
1: Yeah.
3: Tony Stark <laughs> Star getting 8. in Did trouble overseas, beating someone up, and not even getting a lick of no. trouble. A
2: show that many people don't watch, but I would recommend too is Banshee. Yeah, I heard
4: that's very, very, very good. Starring, him. Right. and With, I, well, he's I a just
2: for him, literally. <laughs> yeah. So when I watched the first season, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. Banshee's in this.
0: I will say, season three was received less. I guess
4: towards the end.
0: Yeah. People didn't love it as much, but I think that this show is so far and above like what's being made nowadays that a bad season from this show, quote unquote, which I don't even necessarily agree
4: is still almost a 10 out of 10. Great. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on season three?
0: Rotten Tomatoes was a 98% from critics and 83 from audience.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I, I think let's meet him in the middle at a 90 or something. I totally agree. Yeah. And
0: I, like from the people on bench that podcast on it, I think I'm even higher than, than like Kathleen, Paul, Jimmy, and or Kathleen, Paul, Brian, Dave, Dave. I think we all kind of agree. You, Kathleen, you had it. At five,
3: I had it at five, five. but I mean, totally God, fine. One of the best shows of all time.
0: Totally fine. Like when season four comes out, I'm sure it's going to be the only thing I'm thinking about for six months. So like, I'm just ready for it. It's amazing. And, this is one of the shows where I feel super confident, rec- blindly recommending it to anybody, regardless of me knowing their taste. Right. Because like Tyler said, like in the first 10 minutes that that death scene for Huey's girlfriend happens, you're in. The pacing's there, the acting's there, the writing's there. It's amazing. The first episode
2: is is great. Yes, at, for sure. And this is definitely, a sh- I mean, again, it's nice because we have different perspectives on on, on this pod. And yeah, I, I think I'm coming I think I'm when I see like the ads for it, it's one of those deals where I'm like, "Fuck, I can't let myself get too far behind because eventually, like, one of the ads is going to be something that I didn't know. I didn't know it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, know yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard nothing but good things. And the boy, the boys being on all three of your lists is definitely a heads up for yes, right, Shell Boy, Shell yeah. yeah,
4: Boy, the yeah, boy.
2: <laughs> well, you're
3: okay. number three with Severance, right?
2: So Kathleen, we need to get to you for your yes. number two.
3: My number two is season four of Stranger Things. Um, what a banger we did! Me, Jimmy, and Luke did a quick, uh, recap of season four on the pod. We didn't cover it episode by episode, but that will change for uh, yeah. the next episodes that come. Is this out, on anybody else's
2: sure. before we go further? Honorable
1: mention for me. Oh, it's
3: not not an honorable mention.
1: I'll say
0: a piece when.
3: We'll okay. To yeah, it. we'll get to awesome. it. I love Stranger Things from the start. I know Luke, it took him a little while. He binged it this year. Jimmy was a Stranger Things boy, just like me, for a very long time. Yep. The hype was real for Stranger Things in the beginning, right? It took the world by storm. I think the the time between seasons and also just in general, like di- hype dies down. Mm-hmm. I feel like for season three it wasn't as hype. You could walk into any hot topic and see Stranger Things gear, right? <laughs>
4: yep. I dude, swear- hot topics still exist. Oh, yeah. And they have some good shit, dude. And- that has
3: got a christmas present coming so season four of stranger things dropped in two parts which again all of interestingly enough every show on my um list had some sort of week by week stranger things is the only one that's kind of fake where it dropped maybe what seven episodes and then two
1: Yes. Yeah,
3: Nine total. So everything else is a week by week. And again, I, I think Tyler said this earlier, like the, the water cooler of it all, being able to talk about it with people week by week. I think it's coming back. I think the I think the delayed drop is coming back. Binging is in the past. Mm-hmm. I loved it. So Stranger Things like like everyone loved it for the nostalgia. I think now that they're becoming like actual adults it's becoming, like, even more and more real drama. I mean, uh, running up that hill, took the world by storm what? again. 37 years later, number one hit. I I can't even, like, Stranger Things was such a fucking, like, hype.
2: I, Kathleen is yeah, physically yeah. excited. What,
3: what <laughs> show could be like, it's a two-hour episode, deal with it. Like, yeah. What the fuck? It is, yeah. That's,
2: that's like, what I was going to say, because, again, this was... This was one of my final 12. It wasn't in my top five, but it's funny to me that, like, with everything going on in television right now, when Stranger Things comes out, me and my wife just were like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the episodes that came out after the fact, we started watching them, and I'm like, we're like an hour and a half in, and I like hit the button on my TV. I'm like, how much fucking longer? Yeah, than- yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. It's-. They're but many movies. They do. I would, I will say, this season, um, I thought this season really paid off. I they yeah. did a really yeah. great job. Um, and they've done it. I think the big the the challenge to your point is as these characters age, how are you going to do that? But yeah. like, you know, season two gets into this. We thought we were gonna have like a spin-off world of uh, <laughs> they <they're>, I <laughs> think they're them. gonna try yeah.
4: hard to bring her back in five.
2: Which I don't know. I think they I, I feel like they've just been like, oh fuck that's a terrible idea. I mean but
4: they they probably should, but with with what they with Seven's whole arc in this latest
2: season, they kind of make you believe that like, yeah. oh, no one else matters from that fucking I mean
4: they pretty much retconned her out for now. I mean they showed oh, every- they showed that everybody had the same powers and then that's yeah that's we'll that's the thing because we 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 did a podcast on the finale and there are some plot holes or some things that that we had to discuss and i
3: was drunk during it so go listen to that me and luke were like three whiskeys kathleen we just, was
4: getting drunker and drunker as we went on
3: who plays the fucking um Count, amazing L- Culley. Culley. she was so fucking cool that the whiskey was just like Absolutely bonging down my throat. I couldn't even help it. It was so fun. Anyway, so this is what I want to say about season four and just like the trajectory of Stranger Things. So I mean, <laughs> the White Claws are doing the same thing as the whiskey. So season one was obviously like Mike Eleven, like Dustin was. You know that that was the hype. Yeah. By this season, I'm like he got Max, teeth. It's kind of Robin. <laughs> yeah, Max, Robin, Steve, and yeah. it's like they take these secondary characters and make them the hype of the show. Like I think Luke mentioned it on, on me, Tyler and Luke's last episode. Eddie playing the guitar. Yeah. One of us mentioned it. Is one of the greater moments of television, right? That was, of twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, the thing that that um
4: you could leave, just play the speakers loud, but the thing that they the thing <laughs> that
2: they leave out in the finale is what's going to happen to the basketball team next season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody <laughs> money was gonna be learning about that. I mean Look, we all know that the kid, the kid, one of the, the main character kid just got lucky with that final shot. He's not the star. Lucas. Caleb? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Lucas, Caleb McGoglin's
3: his name in role. Lucas
2: is not going to be the star, but he's going to be thrust into that role. <laughs> this is the intrigue that we're all looking forward to in the next so, series. So my,
0: <laughs> my one piece I'll say on The Stranger Things, I had a note here to say... Bring it up if nobody puts Stranger Things in here because yeah. this is right under my
4: honorable mentions. Right under the. Right on. So I don't know how many honorable mentions we're allowed to have. I had three. Okay. I, 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 okay. I had I, I had multiple. I have a so, we're we're like we're just, just going to
2: rattle things. off shows at the end of the. podcast. Yeah, no. anybody that's made it through this whole thing.
4: So here. They deserve, to be
2: two parts. They deserve recommendations.
4: Yeah. So here's the last thing. I don't need to add anything else. Kathleen, Tyler, Luke, you nailed it for talking about the season. But what I do want to add is. As the Binge Town member that works with the social media, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, all that kind of stuff, there is not another show out there right now that's more popular and has stayed as popular for virility, viral kind of post-viral content, things that people want to see. No matter what you post, if it's Stranger Things, it'll pop off Mm -hmm. because people are just obsessed with Stranger Things, and they've stayed that way. There are, and this is getting into like you know social media talk, but there are accounts that. Started posting shit in June when it came out and because it was so popular, they just got like hundreds of thousands of followers and they just did it at the right time. And it's really not dropping off. There's not really like it's more so social media wise than Game of Thrones. I'm not saying like talk wise, but like a lot of. I mean, so, it, look, I don't know if there's a bigger the, show it's out the there.
2: SWAT show on Netflix. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um,
3: Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday.
4: which is ridiculous. That's I didn't insane. know that was going to happen, but yeah, yeah. I mean
2: that that makes me think that they just got it's like the CBS metrics where they've just got like a bunch of old people watching yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk. We can talk about those metrics later. But 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 it is funny. Like, and they've also gotten in Stranger Things. They've as the kids have grown, I feel like the Duffer Brothers have also like. Elevated in the terms of like the creepiness of their content too, because like, dude, I'm telling you, in the end of the first episode of this new season, when the girl gets crumpled up, I oh, was yeah. like, that's yeah. like one of the creepier things I fucking ever.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> like, uh, uh, Is that PC, Wake up! Yeah,
2: Chrissy. Well, no, um, it's
4: Chrissy. It's Chrissy. I
2: mean, yeah. you've set you've set an interesting stage here because it's broken that. Everybody's one through five through four or five through two rather Are is, done? is done and we've got the number one. So I'm gonna throw the the quick little you know the wrench in for you for for you, bros and
3: well mainly look bro, at the same
2: number one. Well look
3: <laughs> me too at the oh. end
2: of when you say you're number one, you we each have to pick another person here so everybody can be picked once mm-hmm. and you have to make them watch a show that's on your top five that they haven't seen
3: wait wait say it one more okay, time okay okay but here's, here's so, like, the problem you say,
4: i think we've seen every me kathleen and luke have all seen each other's top five right Honorable mentions in this category
2: Yeah, honorable mentions. I'm just fine. I'm just fine. so I'm just fine. you so like it can't be that we all pile on kathleen and say watch three shows right, right? no but, no like, you're, you're right. we go around around the horn and you make one of the other hosts here watch your show and we'll come back in in a couple Love months it. and we can talk about the other For sure the show. Okay, okay okay but uh, but I think I might know from from the pod where you folks are going with your number one. Mm -hmm. But I'll go through for our listeners that are sticking with us. And we love you (laughs) down to for everybody's uh, top five. So for Jimmy, number five, 1899, number four, Peaky Blinders, season six, number three, The Boys, season three, number two, Severance. For Kathleen, number five, The Boys, season three, number four, White Lotus, season two. Number three, Severance. Number two, Stranger Things Season 4 for Luke. Number five, The Last Kingdom Season 5. Number four, Severance. Number three, Peaky Blinders Season 6. Number two, The Boy Season 3. And then for Chaboy. Number five, Barry Season 3. Number four, The Rehearsal. Number three, White Lotus Season 2. And then number two, Severance. So coming in for a landing.
3: Nice to be a little different, Tyler. I'm happy for you.
2: Yeah, I mean... Look, that's, no, I appreciate, I'm, your, I appreciate yeah. your perspective. I do, I do, I love I'm, it. It. I'm a very special boy. That's We're in we Echo bo- Chamber, our podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, just I'm just trying better. to break through. Like, hey, yeah. watch Severance. I mean, she- you literally did completely. <laughs> you did,
3: and it happened, yeah. and we all love it.
2: So I'm going to give it to, to my to my main man, Jimmy, here. What's number one for you?
4: House of the Dragon. Same. House of the Dragon. we got three <laughs>
2: House of Dragons. So this is actually interesting because you've done a lot of pods on it. Mm hmm. So people that follow that follow Ben know this show, but I'm coming to I'm coming to you as someone that's I've watched all Game of Thrones right not a huge Game of Thrones guy if I'm being you know it's it's, it's fine but I'm not like putting in my pantheon it's not on my Mount Rushmore let's just say sure. that okay and I haven't watched House of Dragons right so what's the sell give it to me I'll it's tell
3: you right now it's called one. House of the Dragon.
2: I heard, I heard it just a lot more, I, it's...
3: More dragons than just one. We've got one.
2: time jumping, we've got fucking each other as siblings, and we've... Well, alright,
0: alright. I, mean, know, all right, all I right. said Squid Games for, like, six months before I realized it was Squid Games. Yeah, so yeah, Don't yeah. Yeah. worry about saying how... So,
4: sure. alright, here, here's the, here's the deal, Tyler, okay? There's not many people in this world that have watched Game of Thrones that, that will say I'm not a Game of Thrones guy, or girl. So, my... <laughs> Seven my... Ten. Yeah, hey. Hell yeah. So, my argument, my pitch was going to be three words, and these three words aren't going to work on you, but they're going to work for everyone else, and that's Thrones is back. Yeah, okay. So, so, love
1: it.
4: The deal is when it comes to House of the Dragon, everyone was hoping it was going to be back to Game of Thrones. Everyone was wondering if people were going to even jump back on. No one knew. I mean, there was there's a lot of hype, but there's a lot of like if you're trying to get a pulse for the audience. And you're just doing things like YouTube polls or Twitter polls. A lot of Reddit, you know, people and that they're usually a little bit toxic. But a lot of people said, yo, season eight of Game of Thrones ruined it. I'm out. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay. well, Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon came back and it blew everything out of the water in ways where um, I want to say something that might be a hot take when it comes to Kathleen and Timani, where I think that. Saying that White Lotus is a water cooler show compared to House of Dragon is is like different tiers. Yeah, it's like redonkulously different tiers, like times a million.
3: Okay, agreed. I totally agreed with that. They're totally different genres, but in a way where people like to talk about like fucked up stuff, <laughs> whereas House of the Dragon is. is Game I agree
4: that White Lotus she is fucked up. You yeah, like to I, talk about it. I agree that White Lotus is is being talked about. It's very popular and, and it's definitely a water cooler show, but, but House of the, the like dragon
0: for you? Like, how, yeah, yes, yeah.
4: but we're talking house, of the dragon. I, I'm not going to look on my computer for, for the numbers, but billions and billions, like records for, for HBO, for any television show being watched. But if we're going to talk about the actual show, the acting, the, the darkness, the characters, everything that you loved about, sorry, Tyler, I don't know if you loved it, but everything you loved about original Game of Thrones is exactly back.
3: New but familiar lore. Doing it on the pod, Jimmy joined us for the last two. Thank God he just honeymooned for too damn long. Well, God,
4: <laughs> I need to get back on but the pod. Me and I was Luke... actually honeymooning Please. in Italy with I was Theo kidding, James. And... The White Lotus, to say, he was on the White Lotus. Yeah, you didn't see it. I was in the background <laughs> with use him as a dick. I got paid 10 bucks, so I don't know what they were using it for, but. <laughs>
3: Me, Luke, and Kyle plotted about it. (laughs) Kyle was our lore master. He is a super book fan and told us every little detail that you didn't maybe wouldn't get from the episode. It made it that much sweeter, that much better to have talked about every detail. I just, it just, the more you dive into it, the better it got, which is the opposite of some shows we cover, right? The more you dive into it, you're like, oh, that doesn't really, I don't know about that. House of the Dragon, fucking Fucked.
2: Like, episode
3: there's... after episode. The only so show
2: that made... We just sit an eye roll. That was like, <laughs> it was like an orgasm. <laughs> <guy.
3: laughs>
0: <laughs> oh they premiered on Sunday. It was the only thing that made Mondays great for, like, a whole stretch yep. of eight weeks. It was fucking amazing. Like, we had such a good time. And I've said this seven million times on the podcast. I am the biggest... Hater of season eight of Game of Thrones. Like I, I know like I don't know anybody that hates it more than I do. Yeah. And this was the biggest uphill battle ever. And, you know, first couple episodes, I was a little like hesitant to like say stamp of approval, but by like three or four, we were just, I was so in. So fun. That I, I just like was so willing to write off all the fucking negative feelings I had in the past Season eight or season eight season one of House of the Dragon is like on the trajectory where didn't have to worry about world building, but it's it's going to the to the like already like the prime seasons of Game of Thrones where I'm just everything that's happening. Where where is this again coming
2: as someone that didn't get to see it? Like, I know that it's following the Targaryens where how much before Game of Thrones? 170 years is the
4: before Danny is is shown on the so we're, we're time right?
2: we're, we're time doing. jumping Born. a lot right
4: and the first well we're, we're not getting back to the thrones timeline no. but we're jumping like 10 years at a time it here. it jumps and like
3: 25 or 27 years within the first season but now it's supposed
0: to be a slowdown for the next two see two to three seasons because we got viewership so, so well no no be, we're done with all the, the the family world building and we're basically at the age of the actors where they're not going to sh- i'm sure you've heard they shifted main character actors we're done with that. Yeah. We're at that, we're at the stage where the actors are their age, that it's going to play out the next three seasons. And like, this is, and then that'll be it. And it's supposed it's to be no, it's yeah. no
4: coincidence that game of Thrones started falling apart when they didn't have George R. R. Martin anymore. And they didn't have the source material mm-hmm. and they started not listening to George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Uh, What do we call him? D and D D and D. They up. ended up hilariously basically saying like, we have a show here about, fantasy and we don't want the fantasy to be in it which is like holy shit right so they ended up finishing their story everyone hated it whatever but george r R. martin is back for house of the dragon he has fire and blood written there's going to be a second book but he is giving them i don't think he necessarily directed anything like he did in 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 game of thrones but he is there he is there to make sure everything is going down right and it's really good in a way where You get like a mini prequel where you have those actors before the time jump where like if you're reading Fire and Blood, you kind of get in there quicker. But they give this us this prequel where we're like slow burning to get us ready. And then they're like, boom, act one. Let's go. You know, it's you have a little bit of a prequel and then you go right into act one and you're like, here we freaking go. And Matt Smith.
3: I will also say it's way more siloed where yeah, it's it's mostly Targaryens, some Drift Marks, some other places. But Season one of Game of Thrones, I remember watching me like you're who going
0: the, all over the map, yeah.
3: Or any of these people, what yeah. are any of their names? Whereas in this season, you are so you're isolated into it. to King's Landing, isolated yeah. and it and isolated to King's Landing, a little bit of Driftmark, a little bit of what's the other place I forget off the top of my head, but like you're
4: at Storm's End for a little bit, you're- Millie
3: Alcock, Emily Carey, Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy, Matt Smith, and Patty Considine. Like, Let's fucking ride back all in, day back in,
2: back in 2011. If I remember correctly,
4: you're the one who told me to watch Game of Thrones. Yes, I, I was a
2: Game of Thrones trailblazer. Yes, hell yeah, season
4: two.
3: He's a pioneer. And, this guy. and to season everybody two totally lost
4: me. And so the funny <laughs> thing about Game of Thrones is that season three and four is where it really took off for for people, like where it became a phenomenon. And the thing was that people set, saw it a lot differently. Whether you could binge it or watch it week to week, and season two did lose a lot of people week to week. And when and, we
2: were living together now, it, and when it was on season five, I think. Is when I started like just plowing through it and going yeah. back through it. And Jim was like. Jim was my shepherd up that
0: <laughs> either way we all know like we've talked about Kathleen and Jimmy so much like this show is the highlight of the year in Love terms it. of TV for me Love and it. I will watch you know I just well, count you, the days
2: and if you it's show. the water cooler talk then the binge town TV pod has got to be at the center of that water. Cooler.
4: damn right 5%. and the last th- yeah. the last thing that I'll say Tyler and again this isn't really good for you as a pitch because you're not a huge Thrones fan but anyone listening who is a Thrones fan it's so good that it makes you even more sad that it ended bad with yeah. the original thrones yeah like you actually have this weird feeling while watching house of the dragon going like oh my god yeah, i can't believe it happened yeah, well, yeah. yeah that but yeah exactly i mean there's rumors they're trying to retcon some stuff but we'll see how that goes yeah, no show, but, so. yeah there's some stuff there's some rumors we'll see they get they're trying to fix it I'm shocked the Kit
2: harrington's career hasn't really taken off
4: well he was in the eternals and it's just marvel sh- yeah. yeah i mean the eternals is one of the lower ranked
2: Kit harrington wasn't in eternals
4: yeah he was <laughs> him, and, him, and, him and him and him and kid harrington and rob stark back together yeah and
3: kid harrington was also having some personal issues though. yeah
4: he wanted to like
2: rehab oh i didn't yeah. know that stuff. yeah 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 this the game of thrones all right well look impressive. look. this is an upbeat podcast <laughs> i'm gonna go with my What's your no, number, one? So... Go with number one i'm gonna take us home and then we're all gonna have to tell each other a show that we need to watch so start looking at your uh your echo chamber and what you can break out of. Cause I've got multiple things I can throw at you. My number one was, and this is surprising to me, but when I really thought through 2022, this is the show that just, I think it surprised me the most. And it kind of touched on every piece that we talked about, like being in the zeitgeist, etc. And that is the bear, which was, um, a show on Hulu, but an FX show, which I've talked on this pod before, but mm-hmm. how much you love F- FX. I'll give the quick synopsis of why I loved it so much, but has everyone here seen it or
4: familiar I with it? I am familiar with it, have not seen it. Kyle is a, is a big fan. I watched seen it. it in two days, baby. Fucking loved it.
3: Yeah, me too. Love that.
4: But it's not, is it on anything for you?
3: It was my
0: honorable mentions
2: until he sent his list, and I was like, I'll just let him handle that.
4: Okay, yeah.
0: It
2: being number one for me is honestly somewhat a love letter to FX producing because I just, FX, I love the way they, like, for non HBO shows, I love the way FX. Make shows, and I think they really understand. Like Mm -hmm. through Snowfall, the so many FX shows. Sons of Anarchy, (laughs) Snowfall.
4: (laughs) I still love Sons of Anarchy and and Legion. Guilty pleasure. But
2: look, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Allen White. So for those, yeah, so Lip from Shameless uh, from Shameless. Um, he's he's been in a, a lot of things, but I think the biggest piece was you know I'm not somebody that's ever uh worked for any amount of time in in the food industry. But I think part of it was like, until this point, it was kind of, it was kind of, if you think about it, like said, you can't make a drama about being in the food industry. Like there's no shows, there's movies about, oh, I'm going to be a chef or whatever, but like there's no shows about the inner workings of what it's like to be in a kitchen. And it's been awesome because when I watched it, my first thought was like, man, is that what it's like in a kitchen? And it's great. Like I have friends in the industry as I'm sure all you do. And they're like, That is fucking exactly how it is. Yeah. Like I can't believe the show's like that. So that's the first piece I love. But eight episodes, it really just grips you into, you know, again, simple premise. Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a fucking incredible, you know, esteemed chef whose brother dies and I have to go run his shitty roast beef shop in Chicago. And the character development in eight episodes And honestly, we're talking we were talking about finales before. Um, and for those so for those of and Kathleen's filling up a white claw because she really wants to get into this episode. But so I know you're a John Bernthal fan.
4: I am a huge John
3: Burnthal fan. As well, Punisher Man.
2: John Bernthal is Shane. He he's got a small part in this because he is Lip's brother who um who is dead in the beginning of the show and they show some. Oh, okay, okay. But the final sequence of this show. The ending of this of the first season, um is just to me like it honestly is making my eyes well up just talking about it. Yeah. It's just a beautiful end of a season, and it's just one of those shows that like it's got this mix of actors and actresses that you've never heard of before, so it's giving a platform to a lot of people. The writing's incredible, and I'm just a sucker for eight episode, thirty minute shows that just fucking nail it.
4: I didn't know it was thirty minutes shows. Sure. Yeah, okay. They told you
2: day. Oh day, damn, the seventh. So what should I watch? So the seventh episode is only, I think, like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Wow. Literally, it's like,
3: anxiety inducing. It's literally like
2: the life. kitchen exploding because of something, and like it has certain episodes that you're just like, I didn't think that they would nail this in a TV show. Well, and it just fucking went for it, and it was also fx was like i don't know if this show's good they put it on a hulu as a hulu only show and like i watched it and told a couple people to watch it and then like it was one of those other shows before you know it like everybody you know
4: has seen it Mm -hmm. yes and they're all like this is fucking and they're all like heard so it actually didn't get it didn't actually get a full drop on fx it was but fully it
2: was literally it was just a it was exclusively an fx on hulu show. Oh, okay. and it, it's already
4: greenlit for so the do you think season think. two will be aired on fx or on F- <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> fx fx <laughs> or will it go to hulu I mean, again
2: that that i don't know but i do know after this show they have fx has had patient they now have kindred so they now are like releasing shows specifically to who to hulu i like it and they have like and now they and now those shows so like the patient was another fx show with steve with steve carell and, uh, yeah. and a lot of famous actors was
4: this a drop all at once and so the bear
2: was just like here it is yeah and everybody watched it instantly and was like holy shit like i don't know the metrics off the top of my head but hulu is obviously like the little brother yeah. to the netflix and it was like it like Hulu's investor meetings were literally just here's a PowerPoint of the Bear view. Yeah. So I have so many things I want. To yes, say things, Yeah, man. yeah. Say a couple of things. Well, well, maybe it should be on your top five. If you wanted to fucking talk about.
0: <laughs> I, I trust you to do it, Justin. You just killed it right there. Because if you, anybody listening hasn't heard the Bear, which I'm sure doesn't cross over into our audience that much, right? It's this is one of those genre transcending type of shows that you should watch regardless. Because this is so the polar opposite. Of my alley in terms of shows and i was obsessed like to this day kyle anytime uh like i kyle Venmo, like i vemo request kyle or he whatever he always responds heard or yes jeff
1: yeah like, it's <laughs> yeah. just
0: so good like it's just it, it's it's already like an inside joke jeremy allen white is one of the most underrated actors ever like yep. he's the reason i watch shameless you watch he, all of shameless uh well he oh, makes me want to like, grow sticks. yeah yeah no
3: (laughs) so the one picture of tyler after this (laughs) the one
0: thing you said though and i could be wrong about this but i i think this was like one of those twitter facts right where episode seven you said was like the shorter one i'm pretty sure that was true that was filmed like haunting of hill house uh Mm. the one where it's like one
2: (laughs) it's one it's one frame Yeah, yeah
0: so that's why it's short but it's also like the tension that they can build for a kitchen and make you love these characters not the biggest Sydney fan because of the second or third last episode. supposed
3: to be like, Sydney is such a breakout Dude, star. She has
0: a terrible span of two, whatever. We're not talking about that.
3: Well,
2: it's what less about her character. Like that actress is uh,
3: the- uh, she's amazing.
0: She's you. amazing. But oh, she pissed God. me the fuck off though when she <laughs> helped.
2: Richie's blowing up too. He was in Andor.
3: He's a, Was it he really? For yeah, like, I knew him from other things. In,
2: like a Law and Order episode that I watched. Before. Can I can <laughs> can you? jump? Ask in?
0: Let me one more thing, and I'm done. Go ahead. Jeremy Allen White said that as soon as like this show gained steam, he said, like, I I don't know, like how soon after the bear dropped, he said the next day I walked into my office or whatever, and I had twelve different scripts on my on my desk. Like people, this is what's gonna. It's crazy that Shameless didn't put him more on the map this is what's going to put him on the map.
2: He could literally trend like turn into a movie star. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it's the mixture of nailing the dynamic of working in a restaurant, which a lot of America and the world has done before relatable, but also it deals with mental health. It deals with depression. Yep. It deals with, um, it, it's, it's just like a triumph of a show. And like, I don't want to spoil it for Jim. I won't. We spoil, spoil on this pod. We spoil on this no, pod, but the fact that you haven't seen it, I can't. He's gonna you don't, point want, to to do, you don't want to do that to me, and yeah. He, he
0: did the method acting kind of thing of, of not method acting, of actually going to legitimate, uh, just top of the class, top of the market five-star um, restaurants and learned. Like, this yeah. wasn't like
2: just, he did a full cast. Yeah, Joel McHale has a, has a cameo as his uh, head chef when he's- the, Yeah. Yeah.
3: I just want to say, as third, who, it's not on my honorable mention, I really enjoyed it being Alex, gobbled it up. Uh, it pissed no, it no, no, no. me anxiety like the rehearsal did. Whereas I suffered through this show in a way where I could recognize, wow, I I would never not finish this show. I really enjoy the show in a way where I am fucking freaking out for eight episodes. That's almost... it, the, look, think about this, Jimmy. Money problems. Fucking, the, like, at, the, every anxiety you ever think of, is happening during the show but every time I walk past Alex behind chef corner things like that you know I take things from it and (laughs) uh, yeah Jeff hilarious you take things from it and then but I would never put it on my top just Look, because you know, I
2: was like, if you've got anxiety, you're going to like the show, but you're going to watch it quick and it's yeah. going to be over. And if you've got depression that then you're going to watch it, you're just going to
3: love it. Watch it three times. It works yeah. because it's so quick. It works because it's yeah. less than four hours of television and you can watch it in an afternoon if you wanted to. This could fantastic. not work as an hour drama. I would absolutely quit. It, yeah. It's just like for me and my anxiety, which is above my head, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. But I loved it. I, I did. I love it. It's such a weird show for me because as I was going through my twenty twenty two watch, I saw the bear. I didn't even highlight it. It was not oh. even highlighted. I went through my. Oh, it was G-
2: highlighted right away for me. Interesting. Interesting. Well, look, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna come in for a landing. What are we like the hour and a half mark here? We're yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. we are-, are
0: honorable mentions. Then your, then your wrench.
2: Well, get out of here. We're, we're at the, the, wrench. Wrench. the wrench. right now. Right, so I'm gonna start because it's I'm the host. <laughs> And Jim, I'm gonna. You're gonna watch the bear.
4: Okay, that's easy. You just got. You guys just nailed yeah, it. That I was a pitch watch. town right there. Far so do it. I. So let, all right, Tyler. We've
2: got. We've. I'm giving you months to watch.
4: T money. We're talking inside jokes here. Okay. You want me to watch the bear? Or you want me to watch? I think you should leave. You tell me right now.
3: I think you should leave isn't even on its five. But yeah, okay. but because
4: not he said if it, it was twenty twenty two, it would have been his number one.
3: He wouldn't let me have yellow jackets, so he cannot have I think you should leave.
4: Why? What was yellow jackets? December it's totally or something? December. I yeah. I can in good conscience for this
2: for this show <laughs> make you watch that because it didn't come out in 2020. Okay,
4: but I'll watch yeah, it anyway, I promise
2: you. Even <laughs> <Well, I, laughs> from now, you better believe I'm going to make you watch it. All
4: that. right, I will gladly watch The Bear.
2: All right, so Jim, now it's your turn. So you can pick either me,
4: Luke, or Kevin. All baby. right, Tony? I'm coming right back at you. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you okay, so I want to do this. Um,
0: Kathleen's seen all my
4: shows.
3: Wait, no, your Honorable Mentions. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> honorable
3: mentions. I haven't seen all your shows, by the way. It's yeah. a lot of work you're making me put in it, okay? So,
4: yeah, We're last kingdom like six months from now. All right, so here's the deal, Timani. There's two options, okay? I mean, me. listen, there's, me no, there's, a, move there's, the there's a lot of options here, man. You got piggy blinders, we got 1899, we got last kingdom, but I know I want you to do piggy blinders first,
2: all right? So, I gotta watch. So, I gave you, you know, three and a half <laughs> hours of television, you gave me two weeks of television. Seems about fair, but i PE Blinders is on my list and I got to get into it. So that's fair. Luke, you, you got to throw something at Kathleen. My only option is The Last Kingdom, right?
3: No, you could do your yeah, honorable you do mention of honorable if you mentions. want.
2: You've seen all my honorable mentions.
3: Okay. Wait, Last and with the is. Last
0: Kingdom. Wait, that's that's the only one you haven't seen, though, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll like The Last Kingdom. You will need to power through season one like to to get the vibe to okay. to actually get attached to the main character but i think you'll so be by q3 game.
3: i have to be done um last kingdom well,
2: we're sitting here july 1st you better be
4: caught yeah. up oh my gosh july I,
3: one okay i got it
4: i want to all right yeah i was I gonna know, say last
3: but not least jimmy all right here are my two honorable mentions because i just want to talk about it i've got what we do in the shadows came out with a season this this year that did you watch ty
2: I'm not caught up with it, but I do enjoy the show. So, another FX show.
3: What we do in the shadows, an FX show, a quick show, 20 yeah. minutes.
4: On many high websites, oh, high publications, top five and 10 of 2022. It is, for
3: anyone who doesn't know, what we do in the shadows is it's a comedy, obviously, 20 minutes. It is about vampires who live in secret in Staten Island, and it is fucking ridiculous. It's with and our it
0: board built, and magicians.
3: Uh, uh, which one? The, Bennington
2: or whatever what the fuck is name it's it's got a Yeah, of, of course. Here. Yeah, of well, yeah, are
1: Yeah, going of make Luke watch
2: that is
3: you going you make talking that's so that's much that's about it's a lot of it's to lot it? it's a lot of it's it lot it it's you lot of it's it to of it's a lot 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 of it's a of it's of i have ever seen i think it's season four just dropped but they're 10 episodes or 20 minutes long you're gonna absolutely crush this um and my other honorable mention which i would never choose for anybody is this is us it was the final season it's never been (laughs) talked about on the pod it made me cry every episode it was so well done the actors the actors we don't need
2: we don't need to hear more
3: are (laughs) on the show deserve a dot of recognition on bingetown tv many more Mandy Moore, is Andy Moore has
2: now made her way to Ben TV. Sterling
3: K. Brown, her the part. king of all kings. Yeah, this Is Us closed it out on a well... It is so hard to be an NBC drama these days, or an ABC drama. Okay, and sound it's like last- Every week, I couldn't wait. I watched it at the gym, because I knew it would just keep me fucking <laughs> I was walking hard. There
1: you
2: go. <laughs> so
3: I just want to say that <laughs> Luke, I'll i, do I, do I will be doing the shadows. I'll be watching, watching The Last Kingdom. Jimmy will be watching
2: Now for anybody there. The bear. And I'll oh, be watching God. Peaky Blind.
3: People have to watch a billion episodes of the yeah. last game. So, look, I think you know, if anybody's like still with us,
2: why don't we rattle off the shows that were on our list that didn't make it quickly? We don't need to give them... We I'll start off. We don't need to give them any... But it's just... Put them on your list yep. if you've seen all of these shows we talked about. So, on my list that I didn't mention, Better Call Saul, Andor, Atlanta, Reservation Dogs, Euphoria, Dahmer, and The Showcase the uh, showcase the staircase but i'll take the showcase sure. the showcase showdown as well jim
4: i'm gonna only say my two honorable mentions and they were stranger things and white lotus
0: okay mine were sandman on netflix 1899 which was on jimmy's list love death and robots which is just the animated version of black mirror that i think tyler would love and then the i've la- seen
1: it
2: I, I,
0: yeah. I enjoy that show yeah and then the last one is uh, Apple TV's For All Mankind, which I've kind of. Oh, uh, yes. You TV did talk
4: mankind. about that. Before.
3: And I already did mine. So this is us. and we well, are we'll do In the Shadows.
2: I appreciate your guys' time. And for everybody that stuck with us, these were our top five for 2023. A lot of good shows. Again, check it out on Twitter. Oh, YouTube, man.
4: We're all over the place. Apple. Apple. TikTok. Instagram. All First stuff. of all, all of your favorite podcast apps. We're also on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Town TV.
3: Get with it or
2: get lost. Get with it or get lost, and you can pick us apart for these lists.
4: Appreciate, Love it. Appreciate y'all.
3: We are benchtown TV. And, and thank thanks you. for listening. <laughs> and thanks, thanks, thank thanks you. Thanks. Thank you.
4: Thank you I for have listening.
3: That was
2: holidays. cozies Luke. That was that was in Severance. What he was. What he was <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> You're
1: listening to the Geekscape Network.